Hey, check it out. Hello, hello, I'm Bentley Craig, and this is Things Thought on Circle Drive, coming to you live from the very tip-top of Crawford Mountain and up here at the very tip top of Crawford Mountain I get a different I get a different perspective I get a different Point of view up here at the top of Crawford Mountain in the heart of Florida I get to see things from a bird's eye perspective and of course I really don't enjoy the view I don't enjoy what I'm hearing up here The world, well, it's much different than I thought it would be. It has moved along at a pace that I couldn't follow. But I'm catching up. not like I couldn't see what was coming I went down the rabbit hole many many moons ago back when an autonomous zone my ignorant thinking I thought that had something to do with sex I'm like oh you just want me to touch you there but oh no an autonomous zone
I thought that would be a place of law and order. But no. No, that's not what it is. But let's let's circle back to a son- autonomous zone. <clears throat> Cuz I really have been thinking And before, I decided to do a podcast this lovely morning at the very tip top of Crawford Mountain. I put out a request. I said, hey, I'm going to be doing a podcast. What would you like to hear about? And Paul, he said he'd like to hear about Epstein and the CIA. Well, I didn't really want to go creepy and shady right out of the get-go but alright Jeffrey Epstein well he's a guy that had a lot of money a lot of money and uh, I wanna say now, I'll have to check myself, but I'm not going to check myself now. I'm just going to, I'm just thinking out loud, right? So this isn't like I have evidence, but I'll check this out after I'm done. But I want to say Jeffrey Epstein, he started off going to school at a school that Donald Trump's daddy ran not that that has anything to do with Donald Trump but it's funny how in this world of shady and creepy people it's like it's the same circle you know over my life I've been in different circles and most of the time, those circles of people that I was around were similar to me. Not just like me. You know, say that there was ten things on the table. If I liked seven of them and the other person liked seven of them, well, that was fine. You know, we might not like the same seven, but we were, you know, somewhat similar. But this circle, the Jeffrey Epstein, later in his life, was part of 
<clears throat> ended up having the same shady ass people and creepy people and politicians that I've been talking about in the last 90 some podcast you know you're gonna find you want creepy how about Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton I want to say Bill Clinton is at least on paper for going across over to his uh, creepy little island Jeffrey Epstein's island where he had little girls Silly girls that were tricked into going over there to have uh, freaky deakiness with, you know, kids, man. That's wrong. You want to talk about guilt by association. I don't know what Bill Clinton did on Jeffrey Epstein's island. But I know Jeffrey Epstein, he liked to have young women around him, high school girls, these people that nobody really cared about people with lazy moms and dads really crappy family life but apparently these girls were lookers and he'd have his creepy little minions looking for those people and offering them a better life you come over here and we'll get you education whatever you want to do what do you want to do so girl with no way to go anywhere all of a sudden has a way to go somewhere to become something Well, I'm a member of this cold-hearted earth. I've been around some of the cold-hearted people. And you want to break the world down to its basic elements. And it comes down to gas, grass, or ass. Nobody rides for free. Luckily for me, I always had grass. Except I find myself at this point in the, I won't call it negative. Anyway, this show's not about my, my grass. This show's about thinking. And I'm thinking Jeffrey Epstein promised these girls 
something. Something cool. You can go. You want to go to Milan and get educated? This dude, he'll do it. But, <clears throat> since you don't have the money to do it yourself, and an old Epstein. Oh, Epstein, he, he'll do it. But you know what? Before he writes the check for something like that, it would really... He, he's feeling a little tight, and he'd uh, really like it if you came and gave him a massage. Yeah, all you gotta do is go give a guy a massage. Now... I have never had a professional massage. You know, I've never paid for a girl to go to a university of her choice or become a model. Whatever it is. Whatever their dream is to be. Epstein was going to fulfill it. But... He wasn't just going to do it out of the goodness of his heart unless, you know, you were going to out of the goodness of your heart, young lady, give this guy a massage. But what I was going to say is, I never went to a massage parlor. I never, never did that. Never had a, uh, never got a massage at the YMCA. Yeah, occasionally one of my girlfriends would give me a massage and that was cool. But be honest, I was, would rather give a girl a massage. That always seemed to work out fine for me. But I'm not a pretty young girl with parents who don't care about her. Very few friends that'll miss her. So, uh... Yeah, before you take off to go over to Milan, won't you go over in there and give Mr. Epstein a massage? And, uh, I'm sure these girls didn't know how to give massages, but, you know, hell, they're like 13, 17. And he's some creepy shady dude in a circle of friends that are powerful enough to rule the world so they go give him a massage he's like hey can you do this yeah yeah can you can you do that Okay. Well, we'll cut it short. So they get it done. It's the kind of massage they give him that they want to go take a hot shower. And they do. <laughs> and then the per person that, you know, recruited him or invited him into this world says that's real cool. 
We're gonna, he's going to send you to this school. It's great. You can become a powerful person yourself. But he, uh, <clears throat> really, he's going to be needing that massage. More. It's going to be more of those. And that is just one little teeny, teeny, tiny element of Jeffrey Epstein. And I, I tried to make that seem legitimate. You know, not too horrible. But you can fill in the blanks with what I was saying. You can be an adult and know that I was trying to tone it down. Because I really don't like to talk about that kind of stuff on my show. Because that kind of stuff is disturbing. And that's what I said at the beginning. Up here. At the very tip top. Of Crawford Mountain. What I'm seeing is disturbing. It's like Jeffrey... Epstein had his own autonomous island. <clears throat> the Lorita Express was the name of the plane. And uh, it took over all kinds of creepy people. Bill Clinton. Alan Dershowitz. Yeah. I'm not making this up. You can believe it. Well, you don't have to. You can go do yourself a favor and look it up and see that I'm telling you the truth. And then you're probably going to say, hey, uh, that's true. Well, why aren't these people in jail? Well, when your circle of friends rule the world... Well, you can do whatever you want. Alan Dershowitz the other day, last week, two weeks ago, you know, he's a constitutional lawyer. He helped out old OJ. OJ. Yeah, he helped out there with a bunch of other creepy lawyers that were probably on that airplane too, but... Anyway, old uh, Dirtwitz, a constitutional lawyer, <clears throat> who knows all about the rights of the individual. Well, it sounds like he did a bunch of violating of those rights with little girls, maybe little boys. Yeah, he's a friend of Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. I hate that that is his name, because Epstein is one of my favorite characters on TV. It's been a long time. Welcome back, Carter. I think that was his name, Epstein. I like that guy. like that character anyway.
Well, eventually Epstein gets caught running his little flim flam. But in the meantime, you know, he was a. I think he was a lawyer, maybe, but he did a lot of um, a lot of uh, work for private companies, and uh, ended up with an island and a circle of friends that allow him to do anything. Now, see, his circle of friends are really, really powerful people on the world stage. You know, we're talking like the Queen of England. His, her family, her, her kids and brothers are rolling in over there. Yeah. That's true. Now, they tried to say Trump went over there, but that's not true. You know, Trump, of course, is not one of my favorite people. But in this circle of people, Trump is one of my favorite people. Not that I know Trump, but I seem to think that he... You know, he might be a pig in one way or another. Just some male chauvinist. And that's different than that shadiness going on on that island. <clears throat> you know, Trump's a dick, not a scumbag. Kind of like me. Kind of like a lot of people. A lot of us are just dicks, but we're not scumbags. Epstein... He's a scumbag. Clinton hanging out with him? Because that goes back to like what my mama would say. Well, that person's this way. And I'm like, well, I'm not. Well, she's like, well, everybody's going to look at you the same way they look at him. They see him and see you. You are the same as him. I'm like, well, maybe they'll look at me and think he's the same way as me. But no, he those people would be. Anyway, that's my point. Is birds of a feather flock together? I can't imagine accidentally getting on that airplane and flying over there and not freaking the hell out. If half of what I understand happened over there the fact that they haven't blown that island up blown up that airplane you know we got laws on the book now Bush and Homeland Security we'll go lock those people away right now we don't need to even tell them why they're getting locked away I mean you know why you're getting locked away you had an island that you took little girls to and uh, was not nice. And every sense of the word, you are a scumbag not nice. That's right up there with Jeffrey Dahmer. You know, if I go all in, they killed a bunch of people there. And some of the accusations, some of those kids got brutally something othered and died. Yeah. 
and you show me that that stuff's over, you blow that island up, you blow that up, and you can find everybody else that was on that <coughs> list, and you go put them in Guantanamo Bay because those scumbags, they're terrorists, trust me, and they need to go to Guantanamo Bay or one of those European bloc countries where things are a little bit more worse and it's illegal to beat on them I'm not normally into that but I'd go find I'd get the answers I'd find everybody on that and they'd all go to Chechnya in some basement of some freak's house and we get to the bottom of it we find out what happened Cause those laws are on the book they can do that they can just show up put a black bag around those people's heads and disappear them. but they're not doing that so it makes me wonder about the people that's in charge of those people and why that's not happening makes me wonder how about that circle of Epstein's friends and of course Epstein he gets caught he goes to prison of course we unless you live under a rock or something don't know anything forgetful mindedness I'll remind you yeah, he went to prison and he uh, he uh, hanged himself in prison. One of those weird hanging things, which I never really heard of until about a year or so ago. Where you, it's a different way of hanging yourself. It's not like tying a, a rope around the beam in the ceiling and you put a bunch of you know a noose and you step off of a chair and you hang yourself. Like Saddam Hussein died. <clears throat> yeah, it's one of those weird, funky ways of hanging yourself. And it's definitely, you gotta wanna. Like if Epstein did kill himself, he really wanted to kill himself. Because, you know, he could have stopped at any time. Now, of course, since Bill Clinton was on that, I like to, um, you know, think, I can't prove it, but uh, I like to think that he had something to do with it, or his old lady, Witchery Clinton, his little... Something about his woman, wife, ugh. You know, she worked for Nixon, right? Check that out. Because I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, but I'm not going to pull out the paperwork and read it all. I assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know a few things. If you can sit through this podcast, you've already gone down a rabbit hole yourself and 
<clears throat> and well if you're listening to it you're really bored because there are honestly much better podcasts out there I'm not going to recommend them right now But yeah, <clears throat> top security prison, a bunch of people supposed to be looking at Epstein and he ends up killing himself and well that's the end of that. And that's fine by me. Like I said, I wish they'd just take that whole notebook of his and log book of his and go pick up every single one of those people and take them somewhere dark and find out let the brothers and the sisters and the daddies and the mamas go over there and question them but of course they're picking these kids that nobody cares about and that's sad that tells you there's some other things you know the issues in America some of them are legit and some of them are BS. Our children, to me, top priority. And Jeffrey Epstein and his freaks have ruined, ruined some kids. The ones that made it out of there alive, I don't care if they got to go do whatever dream it was they wanted. I don't care. Those those girls are messed up, probably. Not a lot of people can go through that kind of stuff. Unless you're just used to it. Maybe that's why they pick them. They've already picked girls that have been diddled by the family members or somebody in the apartment building. I don't know. I don't really like thinking about the most evil part of what was going on on that island. Because if I start thinking about how evil it was, that'd make me want to go over there and just burn the whole freaking island down myself. And I don't even know where it is. I don't have an airplane. And I really don't want to go to prison. Then you got the CIA. And of course, who's who's that? That's Bush. Bush had a lot to do with that. Bush's creepy dad. He used to sell things to Hitler. And that's okay. I remember, you know, people, hey, you going to vote for Bush? Senior? I'm like, no. His dad was a treasonous, for real, and he sold things to Hitler. He thought Hitler was cool enough to sell him stuff. He loaned him money. Oh, well, that's different. Like, what? Because I believe, you know, everybody's got a chance. You know, I'm not like my dad, but I'm a 
lot like my dad sometimes. You know, I, uh, you know, there's things, I'm not like my dad, completely, but, but my dad wasn't, <laughs> you know, doing things that George Bush Sr.'s daddy was doing. And then I think his granddaddy uh, was selling opium to uh, China. But I'm not going to go into that now. But this is the guys that all got the CIA going on. And these CIA guys... Well, they're not like you and me. They got things they're cooking up. You know, today, I think of uh, CIA. I see uh, see them as the puppet master. You know, it wouldn't be hard to convince me that the CIA got the autonomous zone already had that all planned out I mean there were bricks and there was all kinds of little sketchy things you've heard about them when it comes to that cause really normal normal people couldn't ever act like they're acting in Seattle So I'm not sure who has done it, but the CIA is definitely capable of doing that. You know, the CIA has worked with Walt Disney. You know, they're, they're all about propaganda. You know, it's all about using your culture against you. Now, they're not supposed to be doing that here. They're supposed to be doing that in Russia, Iran, North Korea, that's where the CIA needs to be. There's all kinds of different kinds of CIA people. But there's all kinds of like little uh, secret things. You know, the kind of things that right when they're getting ready to get exposed, they just spent 16 hours shredding every piece of paper and document and folders that they had on a project. Some people want to say that the CIA, that they were behind 9-11. Like for me, the CIA should be there stopping things. We shouldn't even be hearing about the good things 
that the CIA is doing, but that's not what I've been led to believe. As I've gone down the rabbit hole, you know, and you find out the leaders of these things are end up being in the same circle of people. Yeah, the same circle. You know, they go to Yale, they go to Harvard, other Ivy League schools. They become Oxford scholars. And anybody can be a CIA member. Yeah. Now, way back in my younger days, and uh, me roaming around the country and being in different things and around different kinds of people, I could spot a spook. I could. I couldn't tell you what it was about them. But all of a sudden, there'd be somebody from the CIA in my little circle. It wouldn't actually be my circle member. They'd be hanging around with a circle member, and then they'd just be there. They'd call me paranoid. <clears throat> but I used to like messing with them. I used to like whispering little, little lies about things. Really freak with them. And I figure I'd get away with it because, you know, I've said it before. I'm just a dumbass. You know, you look at me, go look, see me, what am I actually doing? I'm like, oh man, he's a dumbass. Yeah, you see me, uh, if I'm working, you follow me, you just see that I. Stop and get some coffee. Go do some work. Come back to the house. And that's it. You know? Not really doing anything. Nothing going on here. My circle is really tiny now. But, uh... So you got the CIA jerking strings. And I see him doing that. You know... Could the CIA make a song to change the world? But yeah, they like to, they they do things, they go tug on your heartstrings and whisper little things in your head, plant little seeds. But they're not supposed to be doing that here. But then we got all kinds of stuff. NSA. We got Homeland Security. We got the FBI. And and the policemen have all got all kinds of things. You know, and the policemen, they're allowed to lie to you. Right? It's absolutely, completely doable. They're allowed to lie. And, uh... You know, so when people are like, well, why are you doing this? And they tell them something. Why should I have to believe somebody that's allowed to lie to me? 
when they say they pull me over for doing 70 in a 65 well dude you're allowed to lie why would I believe that how is that even possible of convicting me of anything when this person is allowed to lie and if you ask them hey are you lying and they say no well guess what they're allowed to lie And uh, I have shocked a few policemen over the year when I tell them that. I'm like, well, dude, I don't believe anything you say when you are allowed to lie, right? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, okay. I don't have to believe you. What I need to do is see it in writing. Luckily, policemen have always been kind with me. I've had some threats. I've had some guns pointed right at my head. But I've told you before on this show, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. And and I've had this faith for, you know, 40 plus years now. And uh, I'm set my way, so I'm not afraid of things like some people are you know you can call me a looney toony but I really feel like I've you know I've got a bulletproof vest on tell you what I did need something today and uh, was getting really nervous about it and uh, walked out to go down the road for a second and found exactly what I needed laying in the yard I was like what well thank you Jesus thank you very much I didn't ask him for it I try not to ask Jesus to help me out with my bad habits. And then I, now I'm, I'm <laughs> he knows what I need. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I am a lot of times, man. If I don't get it, I don't need it. I'll get it eventually. I ain't sweating it. I've had a charmed life. So I've always been able to deal with like spooks or even when I was in the military. And when I was in the military, they thought I was a spook. And that was kind of funny. Me sitting in a room with a bunch of very pissed off drill sergeants telling me I was a spy. Of course, I was a spy that was working for the government, spying on them. It was uh, adorable. Because at 17, I was a real smart ass. And, uh, And, of course, I grew up in a part of the world where I was hard to intimidate. And, uh... And then plus, I believed in God, Jesus, 
and I knew I had my mama praying for me and actually had a bunch of old women praying for me and uh, so I had special powers and so I just sit there and just kind of laughed and was like no guys really I am just a dumbass I mean I realized I scored high on the test and uh, and I might come across as smart you know and I am but in the big picture of things in the big world in the circle of life I really am what you'd call a dumbass you know um don't have anything sketchy going on but some people with the CIA well some people get stuck and afraid I mean we know you can go find out how much false flag things the CIA has done to get us to go do things. Like going to war with Iraq after 9-11. Well, that was all CIA information. Their intelligence. My least favorite day was uh, watching Colin Powell sitting there with his little vial of anthrax or something like that. And I hated it for that guy because I really did like Colin Powell. And I could just tell he is lying, lying. But you know what? I was in the uh, military, of course, and I knew a little bit about the military. I knew about Saddam Hussein and our military. When they were saying he had weapons of mass destruction, I was like, well, yeah, but you gave those to him. And he used them on his own people. But yeah, so yeah, I understand he has some of those, but was he a mastermind? I don't think Saddam Hussein was a mastermind. And then we got to see him get hanged. I was looking at my little list of uh, things to talk about. And like I said, Paul, he wanted to hear about Epstein and the CIA. I hope I did that a little bit justice. I go on all night. I looked up. I was like, damn, I've already been talking 47 minutes. I could go on and on about the CIA. But oh, Luke. Jesse Luke, my favorite MMA fighter, a little ball of hate. 
he wanted to hear about the the hypocrisy of the left. Well, the left was a lot different 30 years ago. But the left today, well, the hypocrisy of those people pointing fingers the way the left points their fingers at other people is really disturbing because uh, like I said I've been rolling around the world well around America I have been to Canada and uh, and I was inside of Utah that's a little different than the United States of America but I love Utah don't get me wrong and um, <laughs> they have uh, definitely changed because like I said the way they point their fingers and where I was going is you know and I've been from one end of this country to the other and back and forth and up and down I've talked with lots of people Gay people, transgendered people, vampires, werewolves. Oh yeah, I talked to a girl who was a kitty cat. I've talked to all kinds of people. But I found the ones that pointed out other people and the things that other people were doing and screaming the loudest about almost always had something going on in their closet that they didn't want us to know about so they raised so much hell about everybody else and what they were doing and making us hate on those people when really Yeah, the left, I'm not sure what they got going on in their closets, but it's not good. Hopefully we find out what it is. You know, here's an example of the, uh, the hypocrisy, I guess. You know, pointing out all the things people did 20 years ago, what they said. Blackface, said the N-word. You said the N-word when you were 12? I'm like man, everybody said the N-word. I've said it. Now I never really said it with a lot of hate, to be honest with you, but uh, maybe two or three or four, maybe five times. We'll go with half a dozen times in my life, and I'm talking that part of my life was the years ago when I would have ever used the N-word out of anger. And to be honest with you, if I was using it, I was using it right at a particular person. And it was just me and that person. And I probably didn't even say the N-word. Because I usually went with Sambo or Biscuit Lip in those days. And I'm not proud of myself. But when I go to piss somebody off, 
I really want him pissed off. You know, they're going to say that. Billy Craig! You said the N-word. You said the S-word. Way back when. And I'm like, yeah. Get out of my face. Knucklehead. Like, I care what those people think about what I said years ago. What makes them think that what's coming out of their mouth is worth anybody paying attention to? Whatever it came of, it ain't none of your business, right? But they want to make it their business, but they don't want to be our business. They don't want us looking into them. So you got these idiots who went off, made the autonomous zone, and they get it. And they're like, yeah, we're going to, we, uh, our first thing is we want you to defund the police department because they're racist. Everybody but us is racist. You're all racist. Well, they all sound like a bunch of stupid little kids. And every single one of them need to be slapped right in the back of their head and look right in their eyes and say, what are you thinking? You get your ass back to work. Or you go back to school. You ain't got time for this. You only doing this because you're too lazy to go to work or get your ass back in school. Or your mom and dad told you to get your ass out of their basement. So, that's what I think about the hypocrisy of the left. And the left is letting those lunatics go do that. Like, everybody in the world don't know racism exists. It's always existed. We've talked about that. You know, hating people is nothing new. There ain't ever been anywhere where everybody loved each other. I mean, look at the French people. They don't like nobody. You know, it don't matter if they're black or white or Catholic or Jewish or whatever. They just don't care. And that's fine. I love French people. Because I know if they don't like me, at least they don't think I'm retarded. Because it's when they act real nice to you. That's when you find out that you're stupid. And me saying something like that about the French will have somebody on the left tell me I'm a racist or I'm stereotyping. Well, I'm like, well, man, we know what? We've been stereotyping for years. Shut up. You're stereotyping. You're pointing out fingers and calling people names. You know, luckily, I haven't had one of these idiots in front of me because I don't know what I'd do. I would most likely slap them in the back of the head and tell them, what are you thinking? Let me go talk to your parents. Your parents did this, I'm going to assume, or else, you know, did your mom or dad diddle you? Is that why y'all acting out like this? You know, how do you reason with somebody when they go and do something like that and they're like, we need to get rid of the police. Okay, dumbass. 
Let's get rid of them. Let's defund them. Now what? Yeah. Oh, you want to give it to the schools or to the natives or give it to black people. Go give the first black person you meet $10. Well, the black guys I know and the black women I know, I'm pretty sure, and I haven't got back to them about this, but I'm pretty sure if I said something like that, they would be pissed off at me. But, you know, the only reason why I say my black friends is just to put it in context. Because I don't normally refer to my friends as their skin color. Sometimes I might call them a Hoosier or Tar Hill or a Hillbilly or a Hill Jack or Sexy Butt or Honey or nickname I never walk up to any of them and go hey white friend what's going on my white friend I walk up to them hey what's going on my Mexican Latino friend hey black friend I don't do that and 90% of the time when I describe a situation with different colors of people I leave out the color mainly just to mess with people and actually and to give some of my black brothers just anonymity because then they know who it is if I say it's the black guy and I've only got one black friend at the time well then they're going to know who the hell I'm talking about <clears throat> so a lot of times <clears throat> I'll leave that out and then the left comes screaming black lives matter well yeah but did you forget about anybody else? Does anybody else's life matter? They don't answer that question. You know, that's what I'm saying. And, you know, during that time, I'm like, well, I always answered what my life matters. Because if my life don't matter, nobody else's life matters. That's the way I look at it. You tell me my life don't matter? Are you starting a fight? See, I don't get to talk to these people in person. I only get to, to talk to them on the internet. And so I, I try to be a little cooler on the internet. Sometimes I come a little unglued, but I don't cuss and I try not to call them names. But if they were in front of me and telling me that my life don't matter, well, then I'm going to start wondering if they're going to try to kill me. Honestly, if they're standing in front of me telling me that my life don't matter to them, well, I don't need that person around me. That's how I roll. Like, I need some... That sounds like something a six-year-old. I don't care. I wish you'd die. And that's what I hear... When somebody says black life matters and they're just telling me, I wish you'd die. Oh, people, please. And you get judged on so many things, on so many levels. 
what you look like, whether you're pretty or ugly, good teeth, bad teeth, blue eyes, brown eyes, beautiful hair, bald. We get judged on so many levels that these people just forget about and ignore. And it's okay to hate on me, you know. I know that they weren't talking to me specifically. But, you know, some of my friends on the uh, social media making those comments. And I realize, you know, I've had this discussion before that those people weren't talking to me. We all think that, or me, when I say we all, I mean more like me. Like every time until a week or so ago, I felt like when I put a post on Facebook, you know, it was like trending on Twitter. Twitter. It was the number one tweeted post ever, and I'm on Facebook, and uh, with 500 friends, and probably 13 of them see it, and just the ones that normally hate on my comments are there, and I get to see the, those people, you know. <laughs> There's like 400 people I don't even see on my Facebook account, to be honest with you, and and I don't know how many people's turned me off anyway. So, I finally realized that. So, when I do make those comments on there, it's only 10 or 15 people probably on Facebook sees that post. And, and all I'm doing is actually offending somebody that I know and actually love. You know, even though we got difference of opinion, I posted something and they were offended by it. And then, you know, we go back and forth about that. Like we're both answering for the whole country and it's just us two dumbasses that's the same problem. Only 15 people see our post anyway. So yeah, I finally had my epiphany that what I was posting was not being seen by the whole world. It was seen by people that I actually know and, and care for. Really, if I know people, I care for them. You know, people I work with, you know, I might not know their last name or, you know, know anything about them, know whether or not they got kids or what their real thing is, but, you know, I love them. If something would happen, I'd be the first one to step up and say, hey, man, you can't be talking to them that way. And here I am on Facebook talking to them that way. And, uh, so maybe there's a little bit of my hypocrisy of myself that I've recently come to grips with. So, you know, and, I, and if I get up too early and haven't hit the coffee hard enough yet, I might blast somebody. But hey, it's just a sentence. But somebody said the other day, well, man, you're... You're all over the place. I'm like, well, good eye. I'm glad you saw that. Because I'm not, you know, I've always kind of called myself a liberal conservative. And people are like, what? I'm like, yeah. Because I really don't care what you do. Just don't touch me. Don't get on me for doing and being me. You know, you want to go out and 
have something to do with the same sex whatever that's cool I really don't care but don't bring the same sex over here and touch me with it and I'm not going to bring the straight sex over there I understand you know we're not the same and that's fine with me I don't expect everybody to be like me or you know just be a bunch of dickheads in the world oh yeah and that's something I saw one of my some acquaintance somebody I don't really know know but he's on my friends list and he's always posting Christian stuff usually something hateful and and he was telling uh, he posted on there that if you uh, fellowship with homosexuals you're a lukewarm Christian and I'm like hey man what's wrong with you first of all I got gay people in my family I mean I'm not the most hip and I don't understand it completely I'm not into it but I ain't hating on them and like I said I got family members that are gay and I'm gonna go hate on my family members I don't think so and if anybody wants to go hating on my gay family member well you're gonna have to deal with me and like I said I don't care for the gay I don't understand it and you know and I know the Bible the Old Testament especially has got some things but it don't say go kick them in the head and eat them it just says God don't like this well you know I've you know God in a lot of times you know you compare it to your parents your father there's a lot of things my dad didn't want me to do. Well, I did just about all of them. Well, you know, my dad didn't want me to wear earrings. I got an earring, but I was informed that I was not going to get fed until after I got rid of the earring, so I got rid of the earring. And mainly because when I started looking at it in my ear, it just looked stupid. I was one of those people earrings look stupid on me my brother he could wear a big old giant hoop and look cool as, cool as cool could be I put in a hoop earring and it looks like hey man there's something wrong with that guy we need to get him to the hospital so there's some hypocrisy but yeah the left and these lunatics pointing their fingers telling us things and acting like we gotta believe what they say when we all know people lie scientists lie they're like no he's a scientist you gotta believe him like no I ain't gotta believe anybody everybody lies just because you're a scientist don't mean you're Jesus I mean I'm like is that Jesus the scientist over there telling me about global warming no? Okay, well, I'm going to need some more proof other than Al Gore. And we know that that's all been proved as a hanky-panky bullshit. Pardon my language. Not that we don't need to take care of things. 
you know, and look at Flint, Michigan in the water. You know, that needs to get taken care of for sure. I'm not denying that climate in the world needs to be looked at a lot more. You know, but don't lie to me about this stuff. Obama went out and bought beachfront property. That dude, all he did was talk about the sea's going to rise, sea's going to rise, we're all going to die. And the first thing he did is go buy a beachfront property. You know, my observational skills, my critical thinking pops in. You can tell me whatever you want. He can tell me whatever he wants. But when I see that man go buy a house on the beach... Well, no. It also tells me that banks are selling houses on the beach. The bankers are selling houses on the beach. Building houses on the beach. Well, how much is that global warming climate change really happening? I can look and tell you the water level ain't rising. I can go to ocean. What's it called? I can't think of. Anyway, you can check that stuff out. Nora, NOAA. Anyway. Anyway, let's see. So we had, uh, how about that? Is it the hypocrisy of the left? Get that covered. And then, uh, uh, then of course, Jerry Hootie. Jerry to the hootie hoo. Alright Jerry, I understand you said that you say hootie hoo. I've been saying hootie hoo for years. Me and a bunch of people. We could go in the woods. I could go in the woods and I don't know if anybody's in there that I know. I can hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. And I can hear Hootie Who's back, and I know who's out there. And I know where they're at. But it's a long story. Long story. Sometimes it's a cootie coo. Cootie coo. But Jerry. Hootie Too to Hootie Who. He'd like to hear about hookers. And blow. Well, I wish Johnny McMahon was here because I would defer to Johnny about hookers and blow. Because that same guy that said something earlier today about being around homosexuals is being lukewarm, but fellowshipping with hookers and blow is also lukewarm and I'm like what that's all Jesus hung around with was hookers and you know 
other people, I don't want to say low lives, hookers ain't low lives, they just, hookers are alright. And, uh, cocaine, I've always said that if I was a millionaire, I would be doing a lot of cocaine, I'm going to tell you that much right now. Way back when, when I was a young man growing up in the neighborhood I did where everything was available and everybody was doing it all, you know, I noticed things, people's life expectancies, people's jobs, what was going to happen in their life by whatever kind of uh, drugs they were doing lifestyle they chose you know I knew sometimes that uh you know people that did blow ended up losing everything cause it was pretty expensive so when I took my first couple lines of cocaine I was like oh oh yeah I like this this is my favorite drug I want to do this every day all day well I also knew unless I was really gonna work my ass off there was no way I was gonna be able to afford cocaine and live in a house and drive a car the way I'd want to do cocaine yeah have a girlfriend have friends no I've seen enough guys that did cocaine that had all kinds of money they didn't have enough kind of money so I just went with marijuana that seemed like the if I was going to have to have a drug problem there it was marijuana I don't recommend drugs to anybody. That's on you. Adults can be adults. But hookers? I don't see anything wrong with hookers. You know, that's good, honest work. Now, it's dangerous. That's probably, I don't know if it's more dangerous than being a policeman. But there's definitely a need for it. If I could afford hookers, I would have done that too, but I wasn't going to work that hard to be able to have me a hooker. I would have probably had me some permanent hookers. My own hookers. I tell you what, you just be here. But yeah, been in a hotel room with some hookers and some Mexican cocaine. It's always kind of been a fantasy of mine. But I wasn't ever a rock star. I was kind of hoping I'd be famous. But I don't think that's going to work out for me. I do not think that's going to work out for me. Mm, I wish I had some hooker stories. But I, I really don't. I'm sorry. That's mainly because 
all of the hooker stories I know involve different people that are still alive. <laughs> and as soon as they die, I will tell you some hooker stories. But I don't. I, I love hookers. Hookers ain't nothing wrong with hookers. And uh, you know, I've always associated with those people. I've associated with society's low lives, and I've been a God, Jesus kind of guy most of the time. You know, because I'm one of those persons that'll speak to people in their own language. And I ain't judging. I really ain't. Most people think I'm just some kind of hateful redneck when I say things. But that's just a certain thing that I just now said. And, you know, with a, a loaded question. Somebody wants to give me a loaded question. And I'm speaking honestly... You know, which is what they want, and they don't like it. Well, that's on them. It's okay. I don't care to offend people. I've been offending people forever. Because I'm funny to me. And when I get to being funny, well, my funny, my type of funny, somebody's getting offended. You know, somebody gets hurt with my kind of funny. Somebody is the butt of the joke you know why I'm on it like abortion there you go I'm anti-abortion 100% totally and completely and I believe that that's murder but we don't live in Bentley Craig's world I live in America and we got a constitution and we got a legal system and judges and well, they say, well, we don't care what that guy thinks. We think that it's a right, and you got that right to do it. I have given girls rides to get abortions. Now, I may have along the way said, come on, I'll tell you what, won't you just keep it? I'll take it. I mean, I'll take it, and I'll go, I'll let my mom have your baby. You know, you don't have to do this. If this is what you want to do, okay, but let me just throw that out there. But nobody ever done that. You know, these people got other reasons that they do things, too. You know, it's not like they're like, I'm going to go kill this baby. It's like, I have things I need to get done first. Or it is not good for this baby to be born in this. That's what they're thinking. You know, I don't know what goes through their heads. To get them to say, okay, this is what the answer is. And if somebody would have tried to stop that girl from going in and getting an abortion, I would have stuck my fingers around their throat and choked them. Because you know what? It's her right. You know? Doesn't matter if I'm pro life. This is America. And I live in America. What else are they supposed to do? I mean, that's just ridiculous. You know, I think 
there should be a lot more education and some other things we can go into that some other time I think I'm about ready to wrap this up i am really been jabbering but that's only because I love you I do you're special especially if you're listening to this podcast you are special oh yes and you are indeed a very rare creature in this creation of course I believe it's God creation but you know some people believe whatever and I ain't hating on them and I ain't trying to convince them that God did this I don't want to argue about that it's semantics I guess you know I believe in dinosaurs but I got different views I'd love to sit down and tell you how I think the world is this way but let's not do that now sometimes things need to be face to face and uh, I still there's a few other things I need to do before I can have some call ins I need to talk to Johnny from the friendsradionetwork.com where you can hear this show Yep. <clears throat> and come poke the bear at fringepanda.com. That's some live streaming stuff there. Um, and then there's anchor.fm. You can hear my show there. Yeah. If you go to anchor.fm, you can do your own podcast. It's super easy. And if you do one, check check it out. Yeah. Check it out. Do it. You can hear me on podcast players from one end of them to the other. Whatever one you're listening to now, and you can hear it on the internet. Or your smartphone. You can get a hold of me at BentleyCraig at Yahoo.com. And you're listening to the number one least listened to podcast in the universe the giant universe infinity with a big round world not flat (coughs) I love talking about flat I want to get into that I want to get into some more supernatural stuff again Oh yeah, you, my friend, are the most rare, very rare, especially like I said, if you're listening to this show, and I thank you, share it, share this show with your friends, because I got a bunch of other ones. I got like 90 some shows and they touch all kinds of stuff and it's just thinking and I'm not trying to offend people but if you are offended email me bentleycraig at yahoo.com and like I said you can hear this show on the friends radio network.com Johnny McMahon and his freaky fringe group of Christians 
come poke the bear at fringepanda.com yeah it's a big red button all you gotta do is push play and it just starts playing and when i start doing some more live shows what I, if you're out there listening i'd love to hear some live <coughs> or some local music you know not copyrighted music if you got people in a band and they've got a cd or an mp3 that they could send me i will play their music live when i do live shows or i'll play it on my podcast but I just need their permission. I'd love to get that started. Alright. I said that. I said I love you. And I'd love to give you a hug. But I'm Bentley Craig. And you're listening to Things Thought on Circle Drive. Coming to you live from the very tip top of Crawford Mountain and until next time I will see you then Check it out.